What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. Before we get into it, a reminder, November the 16th at 6 p.m., 50% off everything on the Bloke store. That is right. Go to bloke.shop. We have brand new shirt designs. We got brand new singlet designs. And not only the design on the singlet, but the actual singlet designs. We've got brand new jumpers. We've got so many things that are 50% off. We've got old school jerseys that uh, we've got a few left. We've got DMP shirts, a few of those left. We've got thongs. We've got cooler bags. We've got everything. It is 50% off absolutely everything. 6 p.m. November 16th, Thursday just a bloke in a bar. I've got the eight, the great Api Korosau here. How you going, brother? I'm well, thank you, my man. I'm mate, well. how's the body feeling after, you know, you're 31 years old now, mate? <laughs> 31 years old. So everyone keeps reminding me. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's feeling mad, actually. I think mm. I've gotten better as the, the years have gone on, so yeah, I'm not feeling too bad at all. Do you think it's the, the kind of, because you guys are so good at rehab now, it just, because like you debuted in what, 2014? Mm-hmm. So rehab would have been, coming in to a degree but i'm assuming it wasn't as intense as rehab is in now like such a big part of rugby league yeah i think i as well uh, we had michael mcguire that year mm. um in 2013 as well um but he was really early on like into the rehab okay i'm um, doing a lot of prehab even yeah so all the little muscles that you don't really use when you're running will, will train that so um yeah it's fortunate enough to be sort of in there very early on and yeah it's probably paying off um, dividends now actually yeah and this year with the tigers that's Obviously, tough year. Obviously, like you know, there can't. There's no kind of shying away from that. But it's. It, there were moments where you could really see it come together. What What was it like as as a leader of the club? I guess getting through this season because it was. Although we would all agree a very tough year, there were moments of like, okay, I can see something there. There's something there. Yeah, that, that, that's probably the hardest thing about like being the captain of that place is like knowing what to say at the right times because like you said it was just a tough year you know losses on losses and you know we'd get better and play some good games and then still not get the win so mm. yeah it was just one of those tough positions where uh, i was learning on the run as well as being the captain but mm. um i think we did enough there to sort of prove to like each other that if we can just put it together for a substantial amount of time you know we might actually get the result you know yeah little silly errors or silly missed tackles were actually letting us down rather than been bad for 80 minutes and then yeah. some games we just weren't good but yeah um like there was definitely a lot of positives there and mm. i think um yeah i got high hopes for this year for sure yeah and who who's in the in the squad who's a young fellow at the moment that you're really excited for so many of them i like um one of the great young lads there is um josh Folletti. yeah he debuted uh last year's center okay bro, he's just got it like that sort of mongrel about him yeah you, know, you don't really see those young guys sort of sort of come through with that so um, yeah, I'm excited for him to have a big preseason, and you know, hopefully he can get a few games this year again. Would this be his second preseason, full first grade, pre- or did he come halfway through the year this year? He was still playing um, either SG ball, I think, yep. or twenty. So yeah, he, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's all confusing to me, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he was playing under 18s at the start of the year, and okay. then ended up um, debuting. So I think this will be his first first well, preseason. First grade. It's crazy, like. You can't underestimate the value of a, a first grade preseason. Oh. It changes you. Man, I, even just coming back from like World Cups as well. Like yeah. the, when you just do a full preseason, mm. how you feel and like for the study and the whole year is mm. so different to when you end up coming back late. And yeah. same thing, like when you're young, your first proper preseason, you know, you just get whipped in the shape so quick. Like yeah. I think the mentality 
behind mm. it too and what you learn from from one of those big pre-seasons is um yeah invaluable really oh absolutely and i guess also it teaches you a lot about yourself as well like can you actually rock up each day have a dig and not for a couple of weeks for three right. months it <laughs> doesn't matter how you feel you know you <laughs> get on that field um their contact sessions start getting up there too especially for the young bodies so yeah you really do learn a lot um i think that you obviously smash that boundary where you think your body is mm. and then you know you go so much further and then that sort of gets you in the mentality that you can actually do certain things that yeah. you didn't think you could have you ever done an army you would have done it at penrith so many bro really penrith did uh one at i did two at um south as well oh. yeah bro they were torture mate they're the worst they were the worst and the best because they teach you so much about yourself bro in the moment you're like i could die here. <laughs> i could literally die i could literally die i <laughs> <laughs> it gets pretty hectic yeah 100 percent. but then after you're like i didn't know my body was capable of that that's exactly why i can't swim oh i couldn't swim <laughs> when i first got into the league i was struggling like i just never was around water <laughs> we had like this three-hour pool session where we had to just swim fully clothed fully clothed oh man i tell you i was like i could actually die here and no one would find my body at the bottom of this pool and i'd be fine with it too <laughs> Oh, how good. Yeah, um, so, so with this season, first of all, actually, how's your arm? Uh, is it your cheekbone or was it your jaw? jaw? Jaw. How's your jaw? Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's good. fine, yes. Yeah, came back, uh, still a bit shaky when I first returned. Mm. Um, but yeah, after a few weeks, it was, it was good to go. And when it all happened, because there, there was like a big drama around it. Mm. Um, and when you're on the receiving end of it, you've got to deal with obviously the rehab of the, the but also you've got to deal with the, the media side of it yeah. and everything. Not You don't want to say the wrong thing and all that kind of stuff. What was it like during that whole whirlwind? Yeah, it was. Um, there was a few people coming out and sort of defending uh, myself, being like, "Oh, this is like contact with the head and whatnot." But from the position that I was in, I was like, "My jaw got broken. Accidents happen on the field, and there's mm -hmm. no point in even caring about what happened." You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even in the moment, I remember I got off the line and I wasn't square, and I came at the angle, and he came off the right foot, and I was mm -hmm. like, I was just stuck in the position I was in, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Damn!" And then. He got hit so for me in my head i made the mistake yeah okay and i didn't want to like go against everyone who was trying to defend me but at the same time I'm like you know what it is just an accident yeah it's these things fault. happen and tino is huge he's so big bro. bro he's like six foot four six six or something he's like that so big bro it's ridiculous what like, are you thinking when you're tackling those huge humans are you just like do me best or what i'm literally thinking i'm going kneecaps or lower because <laughs> i can't reach anywhere else <laughs> they used to teach me how to wrestle back at his house when i was like 18 19 and i was like i'm gonna wrestle these front row i can barely get my arms around him but yeah so i just stick to the legs tackles stick the legs tackles um it was there specifically with your tackle technique you know being a a smaller nine is it something that you have kind of had to work on from a young age yeah definitely i i was always naturally a legs tackler mm. um so it was, it was that was always me and then when i came to grade they wanted you to wrestle Wrap and the ball on that. exactly so um i sort of had to mix in sort of both worlds um mm. but i had like some good coaches who always like look the best you can do is, is go low like mm. just do it and then they end up teaching like people around me how to get into the tackle if i'm going low yeah like, okay come over the top real hard and yeah um so i had some good coaches who sort of work with me on that mm. um, and let me know but yeah it definitely took some adjusting but then there was also like techie on how to go low mm. i was i was knocking myself out like <laughs> growing up just <laughs> big front rollers and knees oh. but um yeah, I ended up like learning that I got to get my feet closer in and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, sort of 
bit of bit of both. Did you grow up? You obviously grew up in Sydney. Yeah, we grew up uh, out out west um, around Regent's Park, the yep. Bankstown area. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I actually love that upbringing. It's good. Yeah. It was good. Who was who was your team growing up? Tigers. I Tigers. Actually, I really did support the Tigers growing wow. up. Yeah. My okay. uncle um, went for the Tigers, and when I was born one day, he just walks into the hospital room and just goes, "Yeah, he's supporting <laughs> the Tigers." That was, that was it. That was, I was wow. a Tigers fan growing up. Um, wow. Didn't watch too much footy, but yeah, that was my team. So growing up. Was it always league? Was it union? Was it, I mean, even sevens? Because you obviously, Fiji is so good at sevens. What was it for you? No, it was, it was always league. Yeah. Uh, the area we, we grew up in, uh, Brawler didn't have any union teams or anything like that. So it was yeah. always rugby league. And, okay. Uh, it was pretty easy. And was it from a young age, like four or five years old, or was it a bit later? No, I think I started when I was 10. Okay. Yeah, dad always thought I was too small uh, when I was growing up. So all my friends had gone footy training. And yeah. I was this skinny little Fijian kid that wasn't allowed to go. But Did you play any sport? Um. Yeah, like I was at school. Mm. Um, you know, play soccer and, and yeah. cricket and that, but I just wasn't allowed to play. Um, play league. Footy, yeah. So did you often like say to your parents, like, "Give me, I want to play in that." Hundred percent. That yeah. was always it. I always wanted to go. Never got taken. And then one day, Dad was at work, and my uncle was at home. Um, he lived with us, and he just goes, "Want to go down to the park?" <laughs> he goes, "I'll take you to training." I was like, "Yeah." That was it. That, that's how I started playing at ten years old. Was, the Tigers fan, uncle. Or a different uncle? No, a different one. Different uncle. Okay. So we always have uncles come and live with us when they come from Fiji. Yeah, yeah. He just goes, let's go. I was like, yep, sweet. No way. Did you, what did your father say? Was he just like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. just like let it happen let after, it happen. after it did. But um, yeah, I'm still laughing to this day. Like, I just, just got taken down to the to the park. Bro, your father has tried so hard for like your whole life. And then your uncle was just like, first of all, he's staying at your home. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just yeah. like, <laughs> he's like let's go he used to have cones and stuff for me in the backyard too oh just like God. training me and then one day he's like let's just go let's just go do you remember that day at all or maybe close to that day yeah no i actually remember because <laughs> he was trying to teach me how to step really? and like when you're 10 years old you don't really know how to step properly yeah. so i was just like lagging <laughs> through these cones and um i remember just he always asked me why don't you play footy i was like oh dad dad and then one day he's literally we're in the backyard doing that and he just goes you want to go to the training i was like yeah let's go Literally just took me whatever I was wearing straight down to training and then got registered the next day. Sorted. Man, that's incredible. Like to, to think, and I know you wouldn't think about this, you know, but from as a fan myself of you, to think, you know, at 10 years old, the, the career you would end up having in that moment, like that moment really was a walk in the road for you. Like you said, I haven't actually ever thought about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to think back at it now for sure. Yeah. It's hectic. Um, Okay, so you go down, you, you have a bit of a muck around. Who who was the first team that you joined? The Brother Bears. Yeah, Brother Bears. I was there the the all my juniors. Yep. Um, but yeah, ended up loving that place. Mm. Made some really good friends that I still have now. Um, yeah, some really good people there too. Actually, who looked after me, the coaches and the yeah. Kim, still remember Kim. She yeah. drove me around everywhere, bro. Like my parents worked full time and um, couldn't take me to like games and training so she'd always pick us up and yeah, drop wow. us off to games. Was she like the team manager or? Like she was, her husband was coaching uh, one of the time so she would always just wow. pick us up and take us everywhere. It's crazy when you look back at some of the sacrifices parents make, you know, even not, you're, obviously your parents are sacrificing their working but mm-hmm. the uh, coach's wife coming around just to give you an opportunity. Yeah, it was mad man. Like. It's always like there was a few of us too. It's always it was always the game days were the the hard ones to get around because it's like Saturdays and Sundays mm. Um, mm. during the day. So mum worked and, and dad worked. So 
Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And yeah. it would be like a Tarago <laughs> come pick me up. <laughs> like six blokes in there already. Everyone ready to play footy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All squished up. <laughs> but yeah, that was oh. it, man. Um, okay, so you start playing footy. At, at what point did you kind of – obviously you loved it straight away. Mm. Did you make any rep size growing up or anything or just enjoyed it? No, nah, just, just enjoyed it. Um, had a couple of close ones. I think I was 15 and 17. Where the dogs sort of showed some interest, but um, mm. never actually happened until I think after under 17's grand final, and then I got asked to try out for North Sydney Bears SG Ball. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah it, was, it was pretty much nothing until until that wow. SG Ball. So it was, and were you a seven, a nine, a six? What position you play? I started off, I think, playing nine, and then ended up moving to seven. Yeah. Um, so I was playing half my whole life until um, I even played half at North Sydney for SG oh, Ball. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then the recruitment guy at um, South, Mark Hughes, said he saw me as a hooker. Mm. And I was like, bro, I'd play anywhere if I can just get into get the, the system. system. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. So, yeah, ended up being a hooker after that. So you go to SG Ball um, Northern, uh, North Sydney. Do you, did, was there any other players that are currently playing NRL or did play NRL from that North Sydney side or not really? Um, not that I can remember. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. Nothing okay, outside. so you play for North Sydney Bears. Uh, when did the Rabbitohs approach? Because like, I'm, I'm sure you're sitting there going, mate, I'm just stoked to be playing the Bears. Yes. So the way it worked was the guy that took me to North Sydney was the same uh, Rabbitohs guy, Mark Hughes. Okay. But he said that the SG ball team had already been picked. Um, so he just wanted me to try out for North Sydney, who was the feeder. Yep. And he just kept an eye on me at North Sydney. And then when that came to a close, he said um, he wanted me to join up at um, – 20s at South. What's that? I mean, as a kid that hadn't made any rep sides yet. Bro, my <laughs> head fell off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. Like, just like, come play 20s. Like, there wasn't too many guys um, out my way either. I think I had um, another Fijian guy who was playing for the Roosters at the time, Paul. And then, um, yeah, there wasn't much else yeah. out there. So, yeah, to get told, like, you know, he wanted me to come try for 20s and they're going to sign me for the two years two year deal as well yeah. wow yeah and i was i think it was still as well like weekly the 400 bucks a week mm. but yeah i was just so excited just to get the gear yeah, for <laughs> sure. do you remember that first day where you walk and you get the gears oh bro so nervous yeah i was just, i felt like i was so felt like out of my depth and i was like rocking up to this place um but yeah ended up i think maybe luke keary played a game or two at north sydney yeah not sure 100 percent but anyway, I met him that first day too. So, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting, man. Just get the whole bag of gear and yeah. just excited to, you know, be an assistant pretty much. And so you roll into – whereabouts were you guys training at that Red stage? Firm. Red Firm. Red Firm. Yeah. So you roll in, you start training. And I, that's, you know, you've got – that's a step up again from where you were at. Did you – because you get a kind of a little bit of a taste of that, that standard that first grade kind of demands, obviously yeah. not as close. Did you feel like you embraced that and you enjoyed it? Yeah, I, well, the the best thing about it, I think, for myself, like I was one of those guys who, if something starts at eleven, mm. I like getting there at ten thirty, and I'll sit in the car for half an hour. Okay, you know what I mean? Like I'll, yeah, I'd rather be early than late, and I was skinny as, so I could just run. Yeah, I was just this like, little no power bit. whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> did no weights. I was just like the, this little guy that could run. Yeah. So whenever it came to fitness and and being on time was it was pretty easy. But like you said, the standards were like just a step up so yeah sort of um 
said starts that mindset of how you have to be yeah. if you want to be a professional football mm. player and that. So yeah, but it was, it was a good time, man. Do you remember your first first with that yeah. Rabbitohs jersey on your your twenties debut? I don't remember that actually. I don't remember. I was well, what, how'd you go that first year in under twenties? Did you play under twenties or did you play underneath? No, nope, played under twenties. Yep. Didn't we didn't go too well the first year. Um yeah, we didn't go too well the first year. I think we just had a bunch of delinquents just in a team, <laughs> in a team together that just really enjoyed <laughs> drinking beers and, and, and playing footy together. <laughs> so we probably got carried away that year. Okay. okay. Um, but the the second year was much better. Second yeah. Okay. Was much better. Yeah. So. Was this was um, Renault in your team in the second year, or was he already in first grade at that stage? He was already um, training with first training grade. First I think grade. maybe even debuted already. I was that was in two thousand and twelve. I think the first year 20s okay and the second year 2012 12, yeah okay so 2012 you go okay but that first year is did you get a lot of confidence out of that like oh actually you know i might be able to push on here oh yeah oh i wasn't really thinking about first grade at the time for really? that first year yeah wow. i i was so like just embedded in the moment i mm. think like i was i got like, something in like with me that's probably a really good thing when it comes to rugby league but really bad when it comes to life okay like i don't think about anything else rather than what i'm doing at the time okay yeah yeah so but then in life i don't plan anything yeah my, my wife is just <laughs> <laughs> she just plans everything about me and just like will remind me the day before like, yeah yeah so um yeah so in the in 20s i wasn't even thinking about playing first grade i was actually really just enjoying like playing footy yeah, with wow. some good guys. So. I tell you what, it's a great mindset to have because you don't stress about the future then. You're just enjoying the now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, like I said, then I just... <laughs> <laughs> whatever's happening tomorrow, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so 2012, is, did you start playing... Like, did you play well in 2011 personally? Yeah, I think I went all right. I had, yeah, a, really, okay. I had a cool coach at the time, Benny Gardner, who's yeah. at Penrith now. Mm. Um, but he was sort of the one who was like... So I, I could run really good and I was yeah. always on time and whatnot, but... Then I had to deal with being the skinny guy, yeah. and he would just send this uh, front row at me, Kaliti, big Tongan guy, and mm. he would send him at me after training, like every single day, every single day. Oh, yeah, just go yeah. tackle him. You want to? Oh, like, yeah. You're just gonna have to learn how to tackle and wrestle. Yeah. And I was like, fuck me, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Can we do it any other way? <laughs> but, but it was another thing. It was one of those mindsets that you just yeah. get in where like everyone expects something from you. You just have to do it. So yeah. Like, Did you? Yeah. Did you get? Did you have to deal with that quite a lot? You know, you're too small for a rugby league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was me growing up my whole life, mm. um, which was a great thing. I think <laughs> gave me you know that chip on the shoulder that you know you need to prove everyone wrong, and mm. um, that's why dogs ended up not taking me as well uh, growing up. Not really giving me a chance. I was a bit small, so. So they they just said to you, look, mate, you just be too small for. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, well, pretty yeah. much. You played good footy in that, but and that was fine. Um, obviously hurt at the time, but ended yeah. up working out pretty well because then I ended up going to South and. Um, and doing what I did. So. And so, in your mind, when you get that, because you're so young, it's so it's like world shattering when oh, you're yeah. that young. You know, it devastates you. But what did your father speak to you about it, or did anyone speak to you about it, or you just dealt with it internally? No, nah, I was more more the internal yeah. sort of guy. Mm. Um, a lot of the chats we had too with like recruiters and stuff. There was always at the game, and like parents would be watching the game from like a different spot, and they just yeah. come up to me. So they were never around either. But um, yeah, I always just kept that to myself. It was never really like something I've thought that I should talk to someone else about. Yeah, okay. So I, um, yeah, I just dealt with that with myself. A little fire inside me, mm. but yeah. So you basically you took it inside and said, you know what, I'm going to prove prove that wrong. Yeah, well, my favorite players growing up were Matty Bowen and Scotty Prince yeah. for the exact reason that they're 
they were like the smaller guys on the field. Yeah, I yeah. just loved them growing up. Mate. Loved them so. Matty Bowen in person, <clears throat> the way he moves, I swear no one moves like him. No. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy footwork. It was <laughs> like I was just watching him. I was like, how is no one tackling him? Yeah, like, he's the small guy, but. Ooh. So oh. quick. I remember I've said this quite a few times on the podcast, so I'll be quick. But the first time I was playing reserve grade up dairy farmers, mm-hmm. and I at no point trying to get into first grade did I ever feel intimidated or feel like I couldn't do it. I remember going and watching. So they played after us, um, first grade, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Matty Bowen and how quick he was over the first 10 meters. And obviously, my asset was my speed. Mm. That was the first time I ever got intimidated, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Like that's how lightning quick he was across ten meter. Like amazing player. Yeah, yeah. You, you see a few guys like that in the league now that are just Reese Walsh is oh, sort of mate. like that. Yeah, just true. How quick he moves, bros. Yeah. You want to get him? Like you want you yeah. want to get him so bad, and he's just <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> like, oh. Next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. Okay. So 2011, 2012 rolls around. Did you have an even better in 2012, better year? Yeah, yeah, definitely a better year. Um, great coach. Let me really uh, muck around with the ball more. Mm. So my deception mm. um, that I was really doing at training, he would, he was very like accommodating. He was yeah. like, do this. Luke Carey was in my team as oh, well really? for 20s. Yeah. Nice. So he was the same. He was like, bro, do this, kick out of here, show one way. Like, so mm. pulled out all the tricks and that that year and um, had a yeah really decent year, uh, yeah. 2012. And then... Um, I think we made the finals too. I think we finished sixth maybe and lost in the first round. Okay. Yeah. And so is that when the Rabbitohs started negotiating with you? I think so. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, it was just for a training trial for the next year, 2013. Were you speaking to any other clubs? Um, I don't think – no, not that early. Mm. Not that early. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember speaking to too many clubs that early. So yeah. um, I don't think there were. Mm. And so Rabbitohs come to you, they start speaking to you and um, offer you the train and trial with first grade. Are you just sitting there going? I'm dancing in my head. I'm like, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Mama, I made it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the mom about the contract they're going to send and everything. So, um, but yeah, you can just imagine like, yeah. obviously coming from you know where I started and um, just getting a deal with, with first grade, man, I was like over the moon. Yeah. Same thing. I think it was 400 a week. But yeah, I was just cheering, man. Another opportunity to sort of, you know, live my dream. And yeah. It was more so being around first graders. For sure. Like, every day. Yeah. It was just like... You walk in and like they're just sitting there. We had a mad, um, really open locker room. Mm. So all 30 blokes could sit. Um, sort of like the same size as this room and just all lockers on the outside. And yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just looking at one another. I remember sitting like near um, Bryson Goodwin next to me. Right across from Sammy Burgess and G.I. And I was... what is this it's crazy (laughs) what is this yeah what's going on (laughs) i like this this (laughs) okay so 2013 uh, so 2012 that's when you did the preseason 413 with first grade yes what do you what do you remember of i'm not sure do you remember a specific session or not but the almost the moment where you go wow this is first grade intensity especially being you know a smaller player like yourself having to deal with the contact in that Russell room first thing that came to mind yeah, <laughs> Michael Maguire gets George Burgess at the front. Oh my! And me and Josh Starling standing next to each other, and like it was two two v ones, full contact. Any wrestle room was full contact. Yeah, like, I was like, that's when I like really knew first grade is just a whole different beast. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard too that Michael Maguire's preseasons are a bit harder than some other clubs. Yeah, but bro, yeah, 
we were in there for like an hour and a half, two hours, some sessions, just wow. like bashing each other, trying to wrestle the shit out of each other, man. It was crazy. Wow. Oh, man. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, Mike McGuire, known as a very tough coach. <laughs> so, so 2013, did you play for New South Wales Cup then? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I do a whole year of uh, New South Wales Cup in 2013. Yeah. Um, and so how are you developing at this point in your career? Are you, are you developing well or did you have a quiet year? Or No, I think it was, I think it was quiet. I can't remember too much about it. Mm. I remember at the start of the year, though, um, Mr. Royal's cup coach was asking, like, me questions about how he wanted to play. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, I was like, damn, like, that's a bit – all I really do is pick the ball up and pass it most times. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I sort of felt straight away, like, just coming from mm. an NRL system into the reserve grade, like, that's sort of how people see you straight away. And I was like, yeah, that's an expectation that I didn't think was going to be, but – yeah. It was pretty cool, man. Did it kind of give you a little kickstart to go, oh, I, I need to like, I can't just roll in and play good footy. I need to think about it and kind of. That's sort of when it first hit me. Yeah, I was okay. like, just because I knew like the other players were sort of the same. They mm. were sort of looking at you for advice or even just you have to sort of do things because you are, you know, someone that comes from an NRL system. So I was like, mm. all right, I might have to step it up a little bit here. But yeah, okay. I was still at a point in my career where I was just, just wanted to enjoy playing footy and, yeah. um, have a bit too much fun off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so the people I've spoken to, you, you bring a lot of energy to a, a locker room. That's the people I've spoken to. But I'm assuming, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming in the first couple of years of your career, you'll probably be pretty shy in the locker room when you've got G.I. and Sam Burgess. Is that – Yep. how did you overcome that shyness in the locker room? <clears throat> um I'll be honest, I didn't overcome it that first, <laughs> that first year, first grade. I – even the second year, it was just like you. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's because I put them on a pedestal, or I just grew up in a in a certain way where it was like these guys had been doing it for so long already and mm. were superstars of the game. Yeah. And I was just me. Mm. I'd always seen myself as a little kid from um, Regents Park or Brawler that just grew up, and I was sitting in a room with these guys. And honestly, I never the shyness never went away. Mm. Like if I was talking to these guys, I'd be nervous. Trying to think of like questions. You know, when you meet random people and you're like, just trying to think of questions. Yeah, trying, trying to think of things to say and questions to come up with. <laughs> that was happening for me for 24 months when I was at the Rabbit Rose. So you were rolling in and Sammy Burgess or GI was there and you're like, okay, what are some questions Bro, I can ask GI? What happened on the weekend that I can bring up that was oh sort of relative? <laughs> That's just. That's how I was. I was like, I'm such an introvert too. Like, okay. I'm inside my head the whole time, and <laughs> oh my conversations do not flow with me ever, <laughs> ever. I just get too oh, far in my head. That's so good. Yeah, that is so good. Okay, so 2013. Um, this is also when you get selected in the Fijian uh, World Cup squad. Mm. You make your debut as well for round one in the tournament. I, I guess, like, as a proud Fijian, to put that jersey on. Mm. What was that like? You would have been what 21 ish. Yes, I think I was 21 mm. um, then. But right, it was the best ever. Yeah. Um, like we speak about it all the time with like the, uh, like the Butty Brothers. Um, but we're just saying like the Fiji camp is the best. Mm. I don't know what it is about it. Like I think it's just a whole bunch of Fijians. Like everyone's so relaxed. There's mm. no like uptight guys. Everyone just buys into the culture. So when you go into camp, it's a lot of devotion and, and church mm. sort of prayers at the start of the day. And yep. we all sing. Um, which is cool because it's just like it is in Fiji, you know, everyone mm. sings and so they conduct sort of church and that, so it was mad. Um, and then because everyone buys into that, then the rest of the camp becomes so easy. Yeah, you okay. Know? Um, 
<clears throat> training starts certain times, but even before that, we have devotion in the morning, mm. breakfast strapping and all that kind of stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, just gets everyone on the same page, bro. Obviously, being proud of Fiji and just debuting was insane. Mm. Um, you know, I hadn't even debuted for first grade yet. So, um, I think that's when Petro played. Oh, really? 2013. Wow. Yeah. So, what's it like meeting oh, him for the first time? Bro, I was expecting, like, you know, they say you never meet your heroes. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> meet your heroes. Pedro is the best guy in the world, bro. 100%. He's the best. I, just the way he even, like, just held himself. Um, he's obviously, like, the most famous to ever play for that Fiji Bati team, I reckon. Mm. Um, and just the way he conducted himself with, like, fans. Mm. Um, people we didn't sort of have. You didn't have to hang back. After promos, he would yeah. shake anyone's hand. He'd never shake someone's hand to leave. He'd always shake his hand stay there for a second in case they wanted to ask or he'd just talk yeah and then move on like mm. he was just the man bro 100 percent. he was he was at the broncos when i was at the broncos mm. and he was one of the first first well he was the first first grader that i ever saw and it's before i was in the first grade squad and just i couldn't believe how kind he was and just made me feel calm like just right. calmed me down i was like bro you're supposed to be like the most dangerous front row in the game yeah and just like just calm i couldn't believe it 100 yeah. bro and that's in my I met my family mm. after one of the games and they were like oh we met petro he spoke to us for like 20 minutes i was yeah. like what do you mean he spoke to you he just like he will stop and speak to anyone he's yeah. and he's just like you said he's like the gentle giant yeah he's absolutely. so big and intimidating but at the same time like when he speaks yeah it's, it's yeah. so calm and when you get into those camps you know obviously you know you're proud to be where you were born and that but i do think there's something special to be around people that uh understand your culture and there's just a deeper connection there that well, not deep, but different connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's got to be pretty special too. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, you start off the camp as well. Everyone says where they're from. Mm. So then you get an understanding of, you know, where their background is in Fiji. Mm. Um, and there's so many little, like, spots in Fiji where it's like their own little communities. Mm. So I'm sure it's like states here in Australia. Yeah. But in Fiji, there's even different dialects okay yeah yep. so like the the language is different just in little bits so you mm. can understand where each other are from from the way they speak yeah well. i don't speak that much fijian yeah. so i couldn't tell but when people were like oh he's from like one place and you go you call him um goal or something like that so it's like yeah. they had little nicknames for each other and yeah it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool understanding Mate. the culture and all that too look I, you'll have to confirm or deny for me but the first, no, well not the first, but one of the greatest experiences I had with Fiji culture, and again, you let me know if this is wrong, but so I went there with the missus a while back and, you know, having grown up in Australia or whatever, we rolled out of the, the airport and there was a guy out there and there was a bus coming and I was like, hey, mate, uh, what time is the, the bus going to be here? And he's like, oh, yeah, it should be here soon. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, sweet. Anyway, so 20 minutes go by. <laughs> hey, mate, how you going? Like, sorry, right. when's the bus getting here? Yeah, pretty soon. I was like, yeah, but like, time, what time? And he goes, soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> now, but... It, it, time. It, it, but what was beautiful about it, it's it's a, such a relaxed culture, though. So you, what you, obviously, it's funny talking about that, but everywhere you meet, there's just that, you know what, soon. Does it really matter? <laughs> yeah. It's it coming. It's it really doesn't. <laughs> exactly. My, my kids have allergies and we're ordering food. And we needed it there by like say 12 12 30 so it was like a special order and we can't just go anywhere to get the food and she was like it's 12 o'clock like can you ring the, the restaurant 
I just looked at it and I was like, bro, you're in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I promise you, just wait. If they told you 12, I reckon 12.30, like 12.45, just wait. <laughs> no, but it's it, a beautiful yeah, culture. It's it so is, relaxed, It man. is so good. And what I couldn't believe when I went over there is that, so when you're walking around here in Australia, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Australia, mm-hmm. but every now and then you'll meet a really nice person. So you're like, oh, he's really, really nice now. Every single person you met was <laughs> so happy and nice. I was like, it's like, it's just... It's mind-blowing how everyone, Mate, everyone. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, we love going back there. Like, we think about holiday spots all the time, and mm. we're just like, let's just go back to Fiji. Yeah, like, beautiful. It's so nice. People, The people just treat you so well over there. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's just keep going back there. It's Mate, I loved it's it. I absolutely loved it. Okay, so you play in that World Cup. <clears throat> um, you play four matches. And then 2014, you make your NRL debut mm-hmm. uh, against the Raiders. How did the debut come about? Was it expected? Was it kind of out of the blue? Uh, Isaac ended up doing his shoulder mm. the week before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he ended up telling me pretty early on too. He said, I was, he's like, oh, you're going to debut this week. Yeah, so, well, yeah. So, Which Isaac cool. Luke told you? No, uh, sorry. Isaac did his shoulder. Oh, okay. And then Mike Mugai told me, I think they played on Saturday or Sunday, and then he mm. told me on the Monday or Tuesday. Okay. And he said, I was, I'm going to name you. I'm not going to bother hiding you or anything. I was like, mm. yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> he had his office too. He was like, this dingy spot underneath like the stairs there was no windows because underneath <laughs> that redfern sort of um building uh so yeah it was weird yeah it was crazy they again getting told you're going to debut is like everything you've worked for yeah <clears throat> you think it's there too like you think you could debut mm. but until you actually get told and it's just like bang, hearts racing because like you're like oh yeah i'm close but you're like will it actually happen will cool. this ever actually happen exactly yeah exactly yeah and i was yeah and like i said i was just surrounded by superstars i was just so happy to be there mm. and then yeah he told me too and i was just like okay cool cool <laughs> 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 yeah walked out of there like just heart racing and everything so it was cool man what's the what's the phone call like to the parents you know both work so much like so much they couldn't get you to the grounds like the sacrifices they've made mm-hmm. did they were they born in fiji and migrated here yes yeah they i think they said they came when they were around in their 20s yeah 20s or something when they so first came even that like to come to australia i'm a, i'm assuming it could be wrong for opportunity mm-hmm. um yes. and then their son gets to do this it's incredible oh bro so yeah, I, I can't really remember the phone call. Yeah. But I sort of, every time there is a phone call to make, doesn't mm. matter if it's been about debut or origin or whatever it is, I always try and jam up first. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's more like coping mechanism so I don't cry. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? I think, um, like, I'm always like, oh, I feel like I start acting sad. I'm like, <laughs> are you sitting down? Are you, are you, are you by yourself? Oh, what's wrong? What's oh wrong? Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a coping mechanism. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just just stuff like that. It's silly. I've always been the silly child. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So you so you get you get to the ground against the Raiders. Mm. What, what what do you remember from the debut? I remember, I could not sleep to save mm. my life. Not before. Um, I think I'm pretty sure we we always meet up at Ride. Because we're playing Olympic Park and we always took a bus together as a team, so mm. meet up ride. So I got to do all of that for the first time. Um, went upstairs, <clears throat> you sort of relax. You get to eat something if you need, and then jump on the bus. I just remember I was probably nervous from the night before mm. all the way up until game time. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I just could not shake the the nerves at all. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it was it was cool, but like no sleep, 
Adrenaline's already pumping. It's been pumping for 24 hours before the game's even started. Um, but, yeah, I had, I had some cool people around me, man, like mm. you know, Sam Burgess and GI. So it wasn't like I had to worry about mm. you know, trying to make any big plays. I just want to do my job pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And did they say anything to you at all about, you know, just just do your job or? Yeah, that was, that was, that was it, man. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're here for a reason. Like, we picked you because, you know, we believe in you. So mm. you don't have to do anything special. Just go and, and play the way you play and then mm. um, the boys will get in the back of that. Is there anything you remember from the game? Any moment that sticks out for you? No, I just remember being tired, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Especially in the middle. Did you start or come off the bench? I think I started. Yeah, wow. I think I started. I can't really remember. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Wow. I just remember how fast it was. Yeah. And they scored a try because I missed a tackle. And I was just <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching reviews from the boys, Michael Maguire, for the last <laughs> year and a bit. Getting Boys are getting sprayed. I just remember they scored and I was like, I'm going to get sprayed. He <laughs> 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 used to have a, a list. <laughs> And if your name was on yeah. that list, you know that clip was coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to tell yourself, or oh, maybe it's a different clip. Like maybe it's like something mad I did, a crisis or something. Right. Nah, it's always the bad one. Always. And I just remember, <laughs> I was just thinking in my head on the field. I was like, my name's going to be on the list this week. <laughs> but no, um, I think I played like I played it right. Mm. Um, did my hardest. Like yeah. I don't think I stopped. Um, you know, going hard. I think I got players payer for that game too. Oh, we well. lost. Yeah, yeah. but. Players <clears throat> play a debut. Fuck, that's great. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it may, may not be true. <laughs> I might be making it up. <laughs> might be, yeah, it might be just a dream. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, and then in round eight, you score your first try uh, against the Brisbane Broncos. Mm, I walk that. us through that. Bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it was, it was, I think it was the first try as well. Was it first try? Might have been first try of the game. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Um, I just remember G.I. had the ball and for some reason it felt like he was standing there for ages getting tackled and just like wasn't going down and was like turning around looking. And I just start sprinting in between and he just offloads me the ball. Mm. I think um, Benny Barber comes from the back, left foot, waxed him. Yeah. Thanks First time I've stepped anyone. <laughs> hey, you Benny. know what? That's your uncle's cone drills in the, the tent. <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming it's back. Coming yeah. back. <laughs> and then I ended up um, fending Hodges, Justin Hodges. Oh, brother Hodjo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Hodjo. And then got away from him and he came back, but ended up getting over the line. Oh, man. For the first try. <clears throat> and was, was it at Suncorp? It was at Suncorp <sighs> too. And it was South versus Broncos. So the I think it was packed. Yeah. It was packed. Feeling, what's that feeling going over the first time? And you're in Suncorp, the best place, you know, to play. Oh, league. bro. I couldn't remember. Like, I didn't want to – I've never celebrated tries. Mm. But once the ball hit the deck, I was like, I did it. I scored it. It was my first try. It was my first try. I, had, I didn't celebrate nothing. I had my head down, like, yep. just grabbing the boys. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And that was a last-minute win, wasn't it? Penalty goal, 28-26. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think – I think – Yeah. That was a crazy game. GI makes that huge. Oh, that crazy! That tried to the yeah, yeah. corner. Oh, yeah, man. that one. So many games where he did that. It was so good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so so you you score your first try in round eight, but on the third of June you sign a two year deal, starting in two thousand fifteen, obviously with Penrith Panthers. Right. Um, what was the catalyst for that decision? Was it because you were behind Isaac Luke? Or? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, behind Isaac Luke. They had Cam McGuinness coming through. Mm. I think Nathan Peets. I'm not sure if he had left by then. But, yeah, it was just sort of like opportunity, mm. um, new club. And 
I don't think South were going to offer me much. Okay. If they were going to offer me at all, I don't even think they were. Yeah, I can't remember too much, but that was just sort of it. Opportunity. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they were going to pay me over a hundred k as well to go yeah. there. So yeah, I was more than happy to to take it. Yep. Um, yeah. So then, this is the grand final year. So basically, in the week leading up to the NRL grand final, you you had been out for quite a while, hadn't you? Yeah, I think I eight weeks before the grand final. I yeah. didn't play. Were you suspended or injured? No, neither. They <laughs> I stopped playing for first grade because um, he wanted Isaac to get back in and just play eighty minutes, yep. which was sweet. I was happy to just do my job for like twelve yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, and then he just said, "Yeah, you're not going to play anything. You're just going to really? just in case someone gets injured. Like we don't want you. Oh, to don't risk. want you to get injured. Okay. Yeah. Don't wow. Don't want to risk you getting injured. I was like, oh, okay, sweet as. Yeah. I was like, bro, <laughs> that's eight weeks. <laughs> anyway, I'd come in on Mondays and just get flogged. Oh, so you were just doing con every week? Con every week. Bro. Oh, by yourself or with the rehab crew? Money outs, Monday mornings oh, coming in, baby. Nah, bro. It was, that is nightmare stuff. It was, it was, it was crazy. Oh. I, was, I will admit I was going hard too on the weekends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, yeah. It was, that was great. It was a crazy year. Yeah. It was, a, it was just a crazy year and I was, I was still real young at the time too, so I was partying too much and yeah. Every week go out, not play, come back in on Monday, just yeah, get flogged on myself. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what's that like? You basically you put on ice pretty much of like, we need you there just in case something happens. And then leading up to the grand final, obviously uh, Isaac Luke gets ruled out because of his head high, I think, on Sonny Bill. Spear tackle, maybe. Spear but tackle, yeah. but yeah, spear tackle. Um, what Do you remember the conversation of, oh, mate, you're going to play the grand final? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I've said this a few times now. Shopping at Coles, get a phone call, and I'm like, he's like, uh, Bully got suspended. I was like, I was like no way. He's like, yeah, uh, you're in this. Uh, you're in. We need you. I was like, he's like, you good to go? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm good to go. I was like, so hung the phone up, and I, not lying, like, I literally hang the phone up, and I'm through my head. I'm like, I've been partying that hard for the last eight weeks. What am I doing? Put the shopping in, didn't even take it home. Went to a park and started doing Malcolm's and sprints around the oval. <laughs> Just blowing out cobwebs <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I got the call on the Tuesday. And you got a grand final that Sunday. <laughs> that Sunday. And I'm at the park sprinting. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, bro. I am scared. <laughs> oh my God. I'm scared. Okay, so you go and you do your Malcolm's and your fitness. <laughs> And then, so what, you would have rolled into training the next day, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, tight hammies. <laughs> <laughs> tight hammies, I just rolled in and I just remember, like, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was that day or a couple of days after, but they had like that, because the fans can come and watch and mm. it's like an open field at Redford anyway, so, yeah, I just remember, like, running around the field thinking, like, what is actually going on here? Yeah, wow. Like, my head's falling off. I'm yeah. Because like, you hear about these things. And the preparation that people like put forward for sort of big events yeah but never in my life mm. did i ever think that was going to happen yeah like get put on ice for that long and then just the one game needs you go and i'm like out of all the people this could happen to yeah <laughs> it's a blessing like <laughs> so, oh my so and also like the rabbitos to you know hadn't won for what 40 years was 43, it yeah. 43 years <laughs> yeah and you know they'd struggled they were obviously out of the comp 15 years earlier or however many years it was 
did you did you obviously you're feeling the pressure but did you feel extra pre- like were you honestly like feeling that extra weight or was it just normal pressure bro the it was normal pressure i think but it was more so like this was max pressure that i've ever had ever yeah so i don't think any other pressure could have fit in to my body at that point <laughs> <laughs> i was i was maxed out bro maxed out. yeah no but it was honestly yeah it was like <laughs> it started off as like really worried like what like how am i going to do this mm. um and it like slowly started turning like everyone started talking to me like bro you've done it before yeah it's like we don't need you to be isaac we just need you to be you play your game it's like it's another game it's the last game of the year mm. the biggest one but it doesn't matter we just need you to do you and i yeah. guys like sammy sammy b and, and gi talking to me so yeah, it was, it was sweet. Even Isaac, bro. Isaac was the man that week. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was, it was really massive for me leading mm. into that grand final. And heading into that final, you know, the, the build-up, the hype, how was that experiencing that, especially at such a young age? Yeah, I didn't realise how many things went into grand final weeks, yeah. like the amount of promos you got to do. Mm. Your events, going to dinners at Star City and dinners on the water. Um fan days in the city like it was crazy mm. it was absolutely crazy and to get a taste of that so young was was like really a blessing the game rolls around you go into the game did you sleep all right the night before no no, no <laughs> chance absolutely no chance <laughs> no <laughs> chance so you roll into the game and you're in the sheds and you can hear the it's almost like a coliseum uh what, what do you remember from that grand final? You know, you would have been around Sammy as well quite a lot in the game after he'd done his, yeah. broken his cheek. Yeah. Um, what do you remember from the game? Um, yeah, so he did, he broke his cheeks like that first, first tackle. Um, but I remember him turning around at one stage and going, he's like, lad, my face is gone. Like, I, I need you here. And at that, to- at that time, I was like, like, I, I kill someone for you, Sam. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> take a bullet for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, like I felt that energy for straight sure. away. I'm for like, sure. man, <clears throat> like I got you, bro, whatever you need. Mm. And I remember looking up at the clock and seven minutes had passed mm. and I was <laughs> gassed. Really? Yeah. I just remember thinking, I was like, I could barely breathe. I was mm. running around and I was like, and all I could think to myself was, I was like, nah, like everyone, everyone is counting on you just to do your job. And I was mm. like, yeah, I just remember being so tired, making tackles. Um, I can remember the game pretty clearly. I think I've watched it back so many times over the years too. So yeah, um, yeah, some some good memories in, in that game. What was your favorite moment? Favorite personal moment? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it now, honestly, is when I looked up and it was seven minutes gone, and I could not breathe, and I was like, because <laughs> in my head I was like, how am I going to finish this game? Yeah, it's seven minutes. It's seven minutes, bro, and I was like, what the. F- what's happening yeah. i was i can't like it's hard to put in words because i guess like it's no one's really felt it but mm. yeah just the, the way i felt at that time yeah compared to like like and then how i got through that to finish the game and and, and finally like win that grand final yeah um sammy b obviously saying he's like a need yeah that was a that was a good one um and i think the gi runaway try yeah no yeah actually oh in the time sammy crying yeah screen. okay yeah. Yeah, where? So as he knew he won it, I was like, fuck, this means a lot to him. Yeah. But I was still so young. Like, the yeah. emotions don't really, like... And I didn't play the whole year. These guys had come to a club that was a struggling club mm. and turned it into what it was. And, mm. man, 
Yeah, just to see that emotion on their faces. Absolutely. Yeah. And being a part of it. You know, you asked the boys, I need you, and he's all did it for him. Yeah. yeah. And what about, you know, the, the fortune and the blessing to be able to be on the field seeing GI, one of the greatest ever, just glide away for that try? But, yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't put these things into words. Like, yeah. they just... I remember seeing him too. Obviously, I was very far behind because he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> just watching him run away into the distance, and I was like, just I can't. I can remember like screaming already, yeah. but before I even get there, and I'm like, the amount of work it takes just to go through a whole year yeah. to be that consistent, and then you're you're max. You're really tired by the time the season's finished because it's so crazy. It's Twenty six rounds or whatever, and then you got four rounds of the hardest part of the season yeah at the end yeah like it's crazy and then you gotta go up another gear at the end of the year 100 percent. yeah and there's niggles and there's injuries and there's everything going through everyone's like bodies at the time and mental and then to finally just when something like that happens i think it was the last couple of minutes or the last minute where he scores and we knew we had it but mm. it was crazy you just see the crowd going off man what a moment to break yeah. that massively long drought and <clears throat> What about so post match? Do you remember any any speeches post match from the ref? I'm um, sorry, from the ref. <laughs> <laughs> ref came in his sheds and was like, exactly. "Congratulations, boys! <laughs> You're welcome." <laughs> um, from you know, Madge, from Sammy, from you know, what was it like? Or was it just a big blur? Yeah, after the game was a blur. Was it was really, really? Was I tell you what, you weren't fit for the match, but you were fit for after the match. Oh, I was ready to go. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was the captain of that. <laughs> no, I um. The one thing I remember walking around the field at the end of the game was um, I said I said this years ago. I don't know if I've said it recently, but the amount of old men that were crying in the crowd. Yeah, wow. That's that's what I remember like the most yeah. about walking around. Like oh, everyone man. was cheering and it'd been so long, but yeah, I just remember seeing two or three like grown men like shaking their hands and they were crying like yeah. oh, it been so long. And I was like, bro, this really means Absolutely. so much to some people. I was like, this is insane. Like these blokes probably haven't cried in twenty years and they're crying. For a premiership win. Premiership, bro. Yeah. And I was, that's, uh, that's when it hit me like this. Because I was so caught up in my own head before and like even just during the year, mm. like you're just so young, like you're so selfish and it's all about you. And then to see that coming from other people, like, man, this just means so much to everyone else. Yeah. Like can't even fathom what other people are going through when, when you win grand finals with teams like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Were you um, around when Dylan Walker dropped his ring into the – Walker Street, what is going on? <laughs> come on, uh. bro. Yeah, because they don't come sized, and the only ones they fit on usually the pinky or the pointy finger. Yeah. And obviously, they just don't. They just slide straight yeah. on and off. And yeah, I was on the boat. I was on the boat when it happened, bro. This <laughs> room sitting down, devastated. The boys getting around him like, so we'll get you another one. <laughs> was he, was he uh, demo, bro? Gone, like yeah. T- I mean, like, he was sitting down on the boat, like, just... <laughs> it's all right, lad. Like, we'll get you another one. How yeah, did like, it happen? Did he, like, was he moving his hand and it flung off? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He was just on the boat and he... I think he went to go celebrate and just, like... Because they weren't... Yeah, they were just... They're not tied down because they weren't fitted and then... In the water. Oh, oh, bro. Imagine that feeling of seeing it in the air going into the water. Bro, the mood shifted on the boat. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's how devastating it was. Can you be honest with me? Can you be honest with me? Look, was there anyone that was like, I'm upset for you, mate, but I'm not ruining my Mad Monday for you being upset. Let's fucking go, boy. 
<laughs> Honest, bro, I'll tell you right now, it was like the mood just changed. No. Yeah, bro. It just, everything, like we got back onto it, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. found a way back. Yeah. But yeah, the mood just went silent for, I, I think it was probably five, ten minutes. Like no one just like. No one talking. Ah, you all right? Did, <laughs> he, did he bounce back or was he Devo for the rest of the night? <laughs> Uh, I can't remember too can't much remember to too Yeah, fair, fair I'm sure he would have bounced back <laughs> Sure, I'm sure It was good for a bounce back <laughs> um, Okay, so It would have been a bit strange for you then You, you play that grand final And you go on to Penrith And mm. obviously I'm, I'm sure you're glad You signed the contract But You know, you just want a grand final With these boys So leaving is Maybe tough Maybe not tough What was it like? <sighs> uh, not so Actually, I don't think it was that tough Because I knew I was gone so early Okay. So I was signing June or whatever okay, it was. Okay, so it was already in your head gone. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I made it pretty easy for myself, I think, yeah. making that transition and moving on. So you go to Penrith and I would love to know, I don't know, I'll ask it now, I'll ask it now. How different is Penrith now compared to her in 2015? Brother. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it's in, it's insane what the difference <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually insane what the difference is. Yeah. Like, um, first got there and uh, the the sheds where we got changed was like two rooms, but there was a wall through the middle of the room. Um, and so you could only fit a certain amount in that first room anyway. So it was always the older boys in there, probably 20 of them. And the rest of the guys, usually the young guys were on the outside in the other room. Mm. <clears throat> so it just felt like there was this um divide all divide yeah there's literally a divide between the young boys and the older boys but not that penrith could help it that was just how the locker rooms were set yeah. out because they i haven't even asked me he's like what do you reckon he came from a good culture what do you think would help i was like can you take the wall out yeah but that was a weight bearing wall so it was just like um just yeah that jamie sour at the time peter wallace mm. um so when when i first got there it felt just like there was a divide yeah. Um, yeah, I know they weren't trying to do that, but that's just how it felt. Yeah. And then the way it is now at Penrith, but like there is absolutely zero yeah, hierarchy. Okay. There's a natural hierarchy in yeah. all life where the guns are the guns. and mm. But like there's just everyone's in one room. Doesn't matter where you come from, your background. Like everyone's getting roasted. Yeah. <laughs> no one's safe. No one's safe. <laughs> no one's safe. Doesn't matter who you are, bro. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. Like, that. like you think like Nathan Cleary, people like signing his shoes with black marker. <laughs> like no, no shoe. <laughs> like that was the yeah, that was the thing that went on. People just, <laughs> like people's shoes just getting signed. Brand new, beautiful shoes gone. <laughs> gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so you rock up. Uh but so, so you know you play for Penrith. I'm sure you enjoyed it. But then you sign a three-year deal with Manly in that first year. How how did that come about and get, you get released um, from your final year at the Penrith contract? Like how did that come about? Because obviously I'm assuming you didn't plan for that to happen. No, not at all. Um, if anything, it was actually like a last-minute thing at the end of the year. Big surprise. Um, Trent Barrett was assistant coach at Penrith at the time, and then he went to go head coach at Manly, mm. and they. I think he wanted a hooker and he asked Penrith and Penrith said um, it was out of like me or Seguiara at the time. Yeah. So Penrith released me to okay. go and join. Um, so did Penrith then, come to you and say, listen, mate, yeah. would you like to go? No, it all just sort of happened. Yeah. Okay. It all just sort of happened. But I didn't, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, okay. I just thought I got released from Penrith mm. um, and that was it. And I was like, you know what? Like that's business NRL. Yeah. 
So so you didn't go to the club and say, oh, I, I want to go to Manly. It was more just a... No, nah, it was more just sort of this yeah, thing okay. that sort of happened. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, so 2016 rolls around, obviously, and you make your debut for uh, Manly. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't... You know, you've won three premierships now, correct? Yep. But it wasn't smooth sailing for you, you know. You struggled a little bit at Manly, mm -hmm. got dropped into reserve grade. What was that time like for you? Yeah, that was crazy. Mm. Um, I had um, my ex, like, passed away when I was with her just before I went to Manly. Yeah. And then I just sort of went on this, like, downward spiral. Mm. Um, that time was 2016. So early 2016 where I was just... <clears throat> late 2015 early 16 where well, i was just going out every weekend like you know getting paralytic um and then sort of rolled into that was, i also had a shoulder rico so doing all that drinking and partying whilst also having mm. a shoulder rico was just not well and then started the year try to say i could play because i wanted to try and be tough yeah but the shoulder was not like feeling not good. good at all yet yeah i was playing like trash too mm. and then <clears throat> sort of put myself in that position where you can't do like you can't do both you can't try and be that guy but then also be someone who wants to be tough and mm. play footy like mm. that was just myself i'm sure plenty of people could do it yeah but it was just it wasn't me and then i sort of let everyone down in my team missing tackles because the shoulder wasn't right but ended up getting dropped back to reserve grade something i needed anyway sort of just take myself out for a bit and then um yeah came back feeling much better yeah. we, we didn't have a great year 2016 but um yeah Felt, felt better the year after. And, you know, the loss of your ex, I guess, was there a period there where you felt, I don't know if I'm mentally right to be able to be playing rugby league because it was, I guess, tough, obviously. I was never that vulnerable myself, to be honest. Yeah. I was always more just trying to distract myself at the time. Yeah. Um, never thought that I wasn't in the places, like, to do rugby league. Yeah. More so I was just, like, like I said, I was all a distraction at the time. Yeah, Drinking, okay. partying, just always out doing something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it sort of knocked me back into into place when I got dropped and like mm. actually realised that I couldn't tackle blokes because my shoulder yeah. wasn't wasn't right. And so, 2017 uh, <coughs> rolls around, and so, so during this period, like you got back to some of your better footing mm. during this period, which was really really good to see. Um, you actually got man of the match, uh, I think, later in the year uh, in 2016. So I'm, I'm assuming that like. You got a little bit of confidence back towards the end of the 16 and then 17 you're rolling into okay i'm, I'm i feel like i'm back mm -hmm. um so 17 18 it's a tough year at the club i'm pretty sure but what's it like for you personally 17 18 yeah i think i actually started to play some some really consistent footy mm. um around then I think I was starting to get like a little bit of recognition around that time as well, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's sort of when I started figuring out that like I was just, I could actually be like a first grader. Yeah. Okay. Rather than the in and out jump club to club. And yeah. Yeah. That's sort of where I realized, you know, this is how I need to be. And I actually started trying to turn professional rather than just enjoy being. Yeah, for sure. A first grader. Like understanding that it's more than just about what you do at training it's actually about what you do away from training as well yeah yeah um so 2019 rolls around and you uh signed a three-year deal with Penn panthers but if i recall, recall correctly um basically um 
Fainu had come in, he was playing some good footy. Mm. And Manly just kind of decided to go that direction. Yep. Is that accurate, inaccurate? That is 100% it. Yeah. And I don't blame them whatsoever. Mm. Like, bro, he is a gun. Mm. Like, when he came in 18, 19? I don't know, he was young. And, yeah. bro, just how strong he was on the field. I was, I was injured as well, I think, that 2019 year. And I'm watching him run, like, play, and I was like, like natural freak yeah it comes to talent i yeah. was like you know what Dad's pulled me in and it was like look blah, blah, blah. like you you can choose to go somewhere else if you like and i was mm. like yeah sweet as so that's pretty much how it went down and yeah um i wasn't surprised i know people were like oh what a decision that was i'm like bro if you a lot of times you pick on potential anyway mm. you know what i mean like that's how you get ahead in, in rugby league but yeah it's just unfortunate what happened yeah but um bro, I, can, I, I can see why they did it for sure and so this this whole period was crazy because this is the one of the only times bloke has misreported something because <laughs> of you, your mother. <laughs> so I report the Bulldogs have signed Appy Coruscant. And This motherfucker, twenty four hours later, has signed with Penrith Panthers. Please tell me, and I had to put another post oh, up bro. apologizing <laughs> for getting it wrong, uh, mate. Please tell me, tell me what happened, bro. That was that was the best ever. That's how I knew Penrith were like. As a club, yeah. just had it going for him. Okay. Because I went and spoke to the dogs. Um, and I forget who else it was. Um, but I did the walk around and everything. Um, met Dean Pay, And I just wanted to sit on that mm. for a while. I was just like, I just I didn't want to make a decision real early. Yeah. We had plenty of time too. Um, and we didn't have to leave. I think I still had 2020 on contract. Yeah. So plenty of time to get Plenty it. of time, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just wanted to wait. And then honestly, it would have been two, three weeks later that Ivan gave me a call. Mm. He just said he wanted to meet up, talk over a few things. And um, so, yeah, sat down with him. And I knew straight away that, that I wanted to do Penrith. Yeah. Um, just with the team they had, um, what they were doing at a mad facility as well. So I was like, you know what? That'll be the place. But um, I signed and everything and nothing. Like no whispers or whatsoever of Penrith came out. All the talk was about Bulldogs, even the two weeks leading up to that, even after I met with Ivan, like Bulldogs, Bulldogs, Bulldogs. And I yeah. was like, bro. Wow. The fact that this has not come like out, not even close, there's nothing. And I was yeah. like, this is incredible. And then they just like announced it out of nowhere. Oh, even at, at training, at Manly. I was like, hey boys, um, like as you boys know, I'm probably like, I'm leaving next year. Um, and suddenly he knows like, I signed with Penrith. And everyone was like, what the f-? Like, I had this Really? On the screen behind me, projector was me in the Bulldog shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was great, man. And so great. that's when you knew Penrith were the real deal. Bro, if I, yeah, if a club can like hold on to like information like that mm. and like nothing leak, yeah. you just know like the right people have the right information. Yeah. And then if that right information can't get out like that, then you know that the right people other right people yeah too, for so. sure and so when you saw the bulldog because like it was reported everywhere i didn't just randomly mm, report it yeah it was bulldogs or something. what were you going i was getting hell? tagged and everything i was laughing I was, <laughs> la- I was laughing so hard bro i was, <laughs> I was wow. getting tagged in those yeah you know the cutouts of the heads on the yeah, bulldogs they put on <laughs> that was me everywhere i was just wow so basically you know when you met ivan you essentially knew like this is the direction <coughs> i want to go so there was no there was no late 24 hour change or anything like that it was like no 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 yeah, that wow. was that was it, bro. That was it. Hey, that, yeah. I mean, you got us. One nil. One nil to Happy. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks heaps. Um, 
I mean, it's not your fault. It's the Bulldogs' fault. <laughs> um, okay, so you sign with Penrith, and you know this coincides with like this incredible team that we've seen come together. It is absolutely yeah. amazing what you guys managed to do. Um, you get to Penrith, and is the feeling there like? Could you okay when you rolled in that first day? You take yourself back to that first day. Could you imagine what you're about to achieve? No, 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 not even close. Mm. Not even close. I, yeah, my head was falling off even during the year. Mm. I wasn't playing that, but even when I rocked up the preseason, like, place is spotless, as most places are first day, but just the way they wanted to, like, conduct themselves, how they wanted us to train. They wanted um, <coughs> um, complete uniform in all meetings. Yeah, like, well. that's, that's a training session. So we made, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And the way they made punishments was all fun. Mm. But there were like embarrassing ones. Like mm. one of them was like a shirtless selfie. So you got to do it, but the boys get to pick your caption. Yeah, bro. Have we seen any? Um, bro, there's been heaps out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good punishment. That's mad, bro. That's mad. And you, and you get to like, you have to, they get you to like tag other players in their NRL. <laughs> <laughs> like Nader, I think I did tag Latrell Mitt and be like, <laughs> your, your rig doesn't look something like this. Oh, I don't know. I forgot what it was, but it was great. No way. It, just story or in the feed? Story. 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 And it couldn't be on close friends or anything. It had to be. <laughs> but it's stuff like that. It was like, That's smart. you just did not want happening. Yeah. Um, but it was always good. Like everyone would snitch on each other. Yeah. But that made it fun because yeah. then you never wanted to mess up. Like, Absolutely. You, it just builds a... Like, a culture, but in a fun way. You yeah, know? absolutely. No, there's no heroes getting caught out or be, yep. being rude about it. But um, yeah, just to, even their training, bro. Their training's hard. Yeah, okay. Their training's hard. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I first got there, it was, it was a shock. But um, yeah, I was always like the fitter guy. Mm. But even when I got there, I was like, oh, some of these guys are like fit, fit. Oh, okay. So so you'd been so used to usually winning most things yeah or being up there or being up there but when you go to Penrith you're like these guys are a yeah. different level kind of thing even the outside backs well, I never see powerful outside backs yeah be fit yeah like they sort of allow that discrepancy because they're powerful yeah. yeah whereas at Penrith well, they were everyone was fit yeah well I mean yeah, that's, that explains a lot because the outside backs take friggin' a thousand runs a thousand runs they even have this thing where like you have to wingers have to be zero play zero and centers play zero if you can get back get back yeah wow have shape coming back to attack like it was insane, bro. How did uh, you can't tell me Brian Tyler's at the front uh, going good at fitness, is he? Bro, like I'm dead set. Like he'd he'd be like just around me, just under me. Like it's wow. not like he's killing it, but I, I never can't see explain to people enough. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Because usually wingers like him that are like quite thick, uh, they get through a lot of work, but they're powerful. They're at the back dragging yes. their ass. Yes, that's exactly wow. how it's always been. That says a lot, eh? But that, nah, says, that says a lot. Their floor was just like so close to yeah, the ceiling. It was crazy. That's really interesting. Okay, so that first preseason, did you get a feel in the preseason? Because you, you you've been around a bit, so you've been in good sides. Obviously, won a grand final already. You can see when there's quality. Did you feel that in that first preseason? I think we might have done the army camp that year. Mm. I think you did. And, I think you did. And I noticed like a few things with that team. Mm. This, yeah, just like the. The things they're willing to do without complaining. Yeah. Yeah, guys like Nathan Cleary, who everyone sees as the superstar, mm. but the the bloke does more work than anybody you see. 
Yeah. Dylan Edwards, the fittest bloke in the world. Mm. And I noticed about him too, it's not like he thinks it's easy. Mm. Like the guy's just maxing out every time. Yeah, well, He's yeah. just maxing out. Like he's wrecked by the time he's finished. But mm. um, but yeah, just some dudes in that army camp, bro, what they were able to do. Mm. It was crazy. So. Was it a two nights, three days one? Yes. Yeah. Two nights, three days. I think it was six hours sleep total. Um, but that was cool. That was probably, that was the funnest one I've done. Because yeah. they, they flogged you and they did the sleep deprivation, but a lot of it was educational. Oh, okay. A lot of it was like trying to tie a knot after you've had like two nights of three hours sleep yeah, and then okay. been up since 4 a.m. <coughs> Mate. Do it, so it was good. Does, did anyone spit the dummy? Nah. Nah, nah. No, I think the, nah, nah the, boy, <laughs> the boys are sweet. The boys are sweet <laughs> on this one. The boys are Have sweet. you seen a dummy spit before? Just Ben Teo at South. He did it at mine in the Bronx. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did, bro. <laughs> what, happened <with> you? <laughs> what happened with your one? Bro, he was like, well, Karen, the, you know, the um, ammo boxes, and we, <clears> I think we hiked like 40 or 50 Ks, 30, 40, 50, whatever the number is. And he was like, man, he was like, man, this sucks. Like, we're footy players. We're not army people. Like... <laughs> Look, if they want to fucking kick us out, I'll I'll just go get another club. <laughs> oh shit! I was like, Benny, bro, it'd be sweet. <laughs> Threatening the club, <laughs> like. yeah. I was like, bro, just hang in there, bro. Just hang in there. <laughs> and then he got his head on his. What's crazy is like, you know, you hear that and you go, oh, he mustn't be a good trainer. He's a hectic trainer, bro. He's a gun. He's a gun. He's a gun. He's a mad trainer. <laughs> he's <hates> army camps. He <laughs> oh. was off the footy field. He's, yeah. What did he do in your one? Uh, they were making us tread water, fully clothed, <laughs> with shoes on. <laughs> and I think it was grabbing the side. It was like, hey, get your hand off. And he's he just like, the side. <laughs> he gets out of the pool. He's like, same thing. <laughs> we're footy players, not army guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. It's so funny. It's. <laughs> I'm there shitting myself. Like, oh, these guys are gonna fuck us up now. Yeah, yeah. You get scared. <laughs> You're like, like, I'm just gonna shut up, Benny. <laughs> oh, that, oh pool, that pool session was disgusting. Mate, he, he is. As, as I said, like you'd think, oh, maybe you know, training. Then he's not a tough trainer. No, no, no. He's a he's an animal yeah. in the training paddock and obviously on the field. Like huge reason for that grand final win, Benny Teo. I don't, I don't know if bro. he's made the grand final without him. Exactly. Um, His performance that game before, bro. Oh, Ooh, unbelievable. Man. Unbelievable. And like people forget how good he was for Queensland. Yeah. Like he's a monster for Queensland. Um, okay, so yeah, they're that first preseason. Then you go on this. So that first the first year, 2020, you go on that incredible run. You finish minor premiers, but then you meet, you know, a Cameron Smith led Storm um, side in the grand final. Kid, do you remember much from that grand final? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember everything. Um, <clears throat> rolled in. We were feeling good. Um, everyone was like really excited. I think that was COVID year. Probably, yeah. Probably. So there was no promos or mm. anything like that. So that was a that was a bit different. I was trying to tell everyone like there's usually like he's a promos and that, but we're lucky we don't have to do much of that. So we were just we we're just confident. We we're just we we're gonna go in there and ready to play a game of footy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we've been playing really well. What we didn't sort of understand at the time was that. Just a grand final mm. against Melbourne Storm yeah. is just a different ball game, bro. Yeah. Like, they're not just playing footy out there. Mm. Like, they're just doing, like, little things that are just trying to get you off your game. And yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, an elbow here or a knee there. So, 
we just didn't understand that about grand finals. We yeah. felt great going into it. Um, <clears throat> but also, yeah. they in, in finals games, Storm pushed the ref. They go, we're going to do this and we're going to see how far – like, we'll see if the ref has the guts to call the penalty. Yeah, because yeah, it's such a big game, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that 100%. And we just were like taking them back, I think, at the start of the game and then they just got out to – I can't remember what the lead was, 20 points. 20 or something. Nil or something. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And they scored just before half time as well. It was like <clears> – <throat> We go into halftime like what has just happened mm. um and then they end up we end up coming back that second half mm. and we could see them too like melbourne one of those teams that they just come out so hard they blow you out of the park and then they just hold on yeah for the rest and then we could see them they were getting really tired and then we we're coming back and there was sin being and whatnot but yeah that that there were so many like lessons taken out of that grand final that yeah. i can just see Penrith just take it off with that now as oh, well for sure i mean you look at the most recent grand final, Penrith tested the ref. They just said, "What's I, you know, we'll, we'll lie and we'll see if you're going to give a penalty mm. sweep. If not, we'll just see how we go. Um, smart. Yeah, really smart. Even Bronx, well, Bronx were there. That game was done, bro. That know, game bro. was done. It was done. It was, was done. Like, but you boys, again, back to that fitness. Yeah. That different yeah, yeah. level of fitness, man. Yeah, like one of the things too was like, any time someone scored against us when I was at Penrith, it was the feeling of, oh, well, that was it. Yeah, okay. It was never like, oh, time on the clock, blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, well, been here before. Yes. That was it. Kicked off, straight back into it. Yeah, confident that you'll get that point back. Yeah. Like, it was never an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that first grand final, you know, what's what's the – do you remember any conversations in the dressing room after of, you know, boys will be back or, you know, we'll – let that one go. Nah, nah. That one was. That, I can't remember too much about that one. What I remember about that was when we first came back. I think a lot of the boys came back, and he got them to watch the grand final. Yeah, well. the whole grand final. Yeah, got popcorn, a few snakes and lollies. <laughs> and made them like the boys who wanted to. They could sit there and watch the whole grand final. Yeah, how many did most of the boys watch it? I think yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah, I think a lot of them just did. to get it out of the system, watch it. Yeah, and they move forward. Gave like some little points. Like, oh, they would like, they marked a few spots and were like, and this is what Melbourne were doing, like, it's the little tricky things that they were sort of getting through. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then it just built this fight. See, James Fisher-Harris, like, he was burning for the whole year. Oh, really? Burning for the Big whole year. Big fella. Yeah. And then, you know, I want him burning too. Never. <laughs> and look at him now, he's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's taking it to a whole new level now. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was good, man. Like, that, that preseason was just, Everyone knew we already went so well, mm. but like there was no pulling up on any standards. If anything, the standards ended up getting pushed higher. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. what Fisher specifically, you could see, we were just absolutely stinging with oh, that yeah. grand final. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he copped an elbow in the back from Nelson. Oh, really? Yeah, just like on one of the kicks, and then he was just getting run past, and then it like bang. Yeah, and okay. That was one of the things that were like. Just little niggly yeah, things. Yeah, because then he sort of looked for him, went to go chase him a little bit, and. Sm- but yeah, instead of being behind the ball now, and these guys have a full line and yeah, so that's so true. And I mean, you look at Fisher Harris's games now; he that's that's what he's so good at is exactly the job he needs to do when he needs to do it. Um, okay, so this next year rolls around, and you know you've got a fire under your belly, but also you get uh, selected as 18th man for uh, the Blues in 2021. Do you remember uh, the the call for to be 18th man? Um. No, no. Oh, 
Actually, it was more. So, I didn't even know I was in the team. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't know I was in the team. I was um. Oh, was it? So I went to the office and I went to go um grab something from our manager, our mm. team manager, and he was like, he said something along the lines of, "Oh, like, it won't be. You're early on. You know, you're early on Thursday, right?" And I was like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" He goes, "Oh, no, nah, no, nah, nothing, nothing." <laughs> and I was like. What the f- and I went out. I was like a new camp was starting soon, and I was like, "There's no way I'm in this team." And then, yeah, I ended up like getting told by him. Like later on, I was yeah. like, I, "I was like, I'm in." He's like, "Yeah, they're sending cars to pick up the players <laughs> after training." And I was like, "I'm waiting for this call." And then, um, yeah, it just didn't come until I think it was a Sunday. Sunday, we're going into camp, and then the phone rang, and I was like, "He's like, hey, Peter Pahi, mate, how you going?" I was like, "Yeah, good." And he's like. Um, yeah, you, uh, Freddie Coyer, you ready to come to camp? I was like, oh, no, nah, he hasn't called me yet, but um, <laughs> I am ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but I'm ready to go. <laughs> then I'll start, and then I'll start playing games in my head. I'm like, did I actually get selected? Or is it <laughs> these guys playing tricks on me? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a very confusing first phone call. Yeah. That was fine. And so you're 18th man for one of the fir- first games, but then you ended up debuting, was it the third game? Third game, yeah. 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 What's that like, just putting that Blues jersey on? Bro, it was. Um, yeah, so it was, it was crazy. 18th man, um, still sitting down the sideline, got the bib on. Um, you're sort of waiting in case anything happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, when, once I knew I was coming off the bench for game three, bro, I was like, just like, it, it, I was so nervous. But mm. at the same time, I was like, I played a grand final a couple of them, and I was like, mm. I'm just going to have to sort of relax into this. I'm going to yeah. be on the bench for a long time, too. Like, it'll feel like a long time. Mm. So I was like, I just got to try and stay mellow. So I did that. But once I ran onto that field, bro, oh, it was like everything else outside blurred and I could just see like these blue blue and maroon jumpers in front of me and I was like <laughs> it turned into the television that I used to watch <laughs> when I was a kid <laughs> watching the guys run around. That's crazy. Right, it was it was insane. The yeah. feeling of like oh, Is the speed as crazy as they say it is? Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane, lad. I yeah, blowing straight away. Mm. And I was telling like even the boys, I was like, I thought it'd be slower because there's better players playing like bro. You get one quick play of the ball, the best plays in the game are coming at you full, yeah, full tilt. And I was like, that's yeah, that's a great point. Like, that's so true. And you're like, you're getting the best center in the world, the best fullback in the world, the best six in the world. They're all just coming at you. All coming. Yeah, they're all coming. They all got great skill and, and side steps and that. So, mm. no, that was incredible, man. And so that grand final that year against the South Sydney, that's basically half and half. Full, I think, stadium with, with, with COVID. I think so, yeah. Yep. Got a Robodos diehard here. <laughs> but just, I mean, what a gritty, grindy game. And I feel like your your guys' footy changed a little bit that year. I feel like the first year you were almost like, we just will win that first 20 minutes by scoring the most points. And then I feel like the second year, and I could be wrong here, it was very defensive orientated. Like, no, no, we're going to win without offense. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it was Trent Barrett, the assistant coach there that 2020 year even but yeah like bro shape was just coming out of his ass sorry shape was coming out of his ass like mm. he would come up with a play mm. it'd work on the weekends just mm. his attack was just like awesome he had great players executing it mm. but he had moves for like Mato. he had moves for like kick out back row and they were yeah. all just coming off man um and then that yeah that next year uh serato um we had a pretty low score and he goes i want to beat it I think we had a 12 or 13 average. He goes, I just want to want to get less than that this year. Yeah. So we are just like stonewalling. Felt like we are just 
We already had a year on the defensive system. Mm. They just brought it in in 2019, I think, back end. So then we had a full year of that at 2020. And then 2021, it was like everyone knew what they were doing. Yeah, okay. And it's actually like quite tricky before you get the hang of it. Yeah. But once you do get the hang of it, it it's... It's funny because when I went to the Warriors, I think Ivan Cleary was... I was here as the coach of the Warriors. And I think it might have been like the early stages of the defensive system. It was quite... I wouldn't say complex, but... You've got to get a feel for it. Like mm. there's not, it's again, it might be different to the one he has now, but it wasn't black and white. It wasn't like you either do this or do this. Yeah. It was kind of like, so it's yeah. crazy to see it all come together. Um, but yeah, that grand final against the Rabbitohs. What do you remember from that? I remember my ass hanging out, bro. <laughs> oh my God. That was the hardest game I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Just in terms of like, there was 20 minutes to go on the clock and we were gone. Like yeah. everyone's hurting. Um, legs are, with lactic acid mm. more so than normal we had injuries throughout the park that game i think blokes were come, like dylan edwards wouldn't even train yeah like getting needle to play the last game moses um yeah it was it was crazy um but i just remember there's still 20 minutes to go and i was just hurting and they were starting to make line breaks and we were missing tackles left right and center um but that was easily like the grittiest win i think we've had or even had to go through yeah like at, at Penrith around that time yeah, wow. Mm. And do, do you remember any moment? Do you remember when Critter took that intercept? Yeah. I just remember, please don't get tackled. I was, <laughs> I was not moving, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he took that intercept. I bent over and I was just watching him. Okay, if you get tackled, I'm going to have to start screaming. <laughs> I was like, please don't get tackled, please. <laughs> Ends up scoring, bro. And I'm like, oh my God, bro. That was the best feeling ever. Yeah. He's, he's a freak, too. He is man. a freak. He actual is, freak. Um, and so the siren goes. What are you going? Boys, we did it. Oh, man. I was, I was, I think I was at the play the ball too. And then the siren went and everyone jumped up and I went to go bend over. I was just <laughs> like, I just remember that. Yeah, everyone's celebrating. I'm like, bro. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, um, that's probably the first grand final I was. I felt like I was a part of. I didn't feel like I was. Yeah, because uh, you didn't, yeah. Yeah, fill in for the um, South one. So mm. this one was nice to sort of play the whole year and then get the yeah. chocolates at the end too. You, you built it. And you also, you were there the year before as well. So you felt the pain of the loss. Yes. Um, yes. Did it, can you remember anything Ivan said after the game or at all or any of the boys said? <coughs> no, not really. Just went at it. I think that year we were climbing Mount Everest. So they were okay. themed. The mm. years were themed um, leading into the grand final runs and that. And he had the mountain. Um, and he's like, oh, this is usually where everyone falls off at some point. Mm. Um, some people can only get here. This is base camp. Um, so the finals was just base camp. So that's where everyone starts to then get to the peak. And we yep. lost to South the first time. He's like, yep, sometimes people um, fail and they have to come back down and, and regather themselves before they can go again. And then that was us and then we started again from base camp and then yeah it was mad like just the whole way because he ends up speaking about that after the game i can't remember exactly what he said but it yeah. had to do with everest and yeah wow oh, right. like, what right. a win yeah. what a win okay then the next year rolls around what what's the chat then is it like how do you get your head around fatigue and you know not back to back mm. and it's hard to do what, what, what's the internal talk there yeah there was um there was a lot of work done in the preseason about going from great to great. Mm. I think that was an All Blacks thing that mm. he sort of got from um, Richie McCall or Dan Carter. Um, but there was a lot of that. It's like saying complacency sets in once you win and become winners. It's like how do you break that? How do you create a culture in which you're only trying to get better and mm. like whatever you did doesn't matter. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I think as well, bro. Like just the mentality of some of those boys there, insane. Yeah. 
Like I remember used to seeing um, coming to training after a game, recovery day, and seeing fish in the gym. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just like, bro, sh- you are not feeling great. There is no way. We just <laughs> we just oh, played this today. So he'll be in the gym the next day after a game. Yeah, like sometimes just in there, like just lifting weights. He's like, yeah, just. But wow. everyone there, recovery on point. Like yeah. guys like Nathan, Isaiah, like all they care about is like upholding standards and being the best. Yeah. Like all of them. Far yeah. out. And it's almost like no one has to drive it. They drive it themselves. That's exactly how yeah. I think they wanted to create the culture and it, and it happened. Yeah, wow. And it happened. Far yeah. out. Okay, so that year rolls in. Um, and obviously you play in that grand final against uh, Parramatta. Mm. Uh, what, that build up, because it's, you know, Battle of the West. Was it a little bit different to Rabbitohs or what was it like? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a lot different. Um, so I think we won the first week. So we got the week off and then... Mm. So we were we were actually feeling, like, really good. I mm. think Par- Parramatta might have had to go the long way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all the talk was about Parra coming home. It was a great team they had. And we were like... <laughs> we, we loved it. It was like, obviously, the Westies were, were getting together. Um, but we did all the promos and everything, like, normal... So it felt different to the South one. Definitely felt different, but um, yeah, we slept. We slept. I think we slept in. We slept in Parramatta the night before the game, and all we could hear like midnight was cars honking and beeping. Oh, really? Music playing. People through the streets were like cheering. Yeah. Like waiting for Parramatta. Um, so we knew that they were like they were getting some support behind them. Yeah. But yeah, going into that game, bro, it was just. I don't think anything was going to stop. I was going to say, it then was. it was just an absolute clinic. Yeah. Like, dominated start, where to go. Did it feel just like you just were on that day? Everything just worked? Yeah. Yeah, it felt like really smooth. Everything mm. was just really smooth. I think as well, um, we were saying to ourselves, like, this is their first grand final that they've had. Mm. Like, these boys aren't going to know, like. What it's like. And then we lost him, like, against Melbourne. Yeah. And we are like, we want them to now feel how we felt when they played Melbourne for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like out the gate. Just, Mate. yeah. And so when did you know on the field, we've got this? <clears throat> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it because that game was like, I was pretty early on. Yeah. I think by the time I got onto the field, I, I was already 12, maybe 18 nil. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, once it was like half time, I think they ended up scoring a try with like 10 minutes to go. They scored and then... Some of the boys are like, fuck, boys, come on, we've got to be better. And then someone just goes, relax, we just want a grand final. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was already 30-something at that point. Oh, that was their first try, yeah. That's and I was like, relax. I was like, and everyone just sort of laughing. Like, oh, it's Cause did, you, did you boys have a lot of confidence? Look, if we get 18, 20 out in front of people, usually we're not getting run down. It wasn't even that. Yeah. Bro, it's it just like this this team of, this team of like just wanting to compete. Regardless yeah. of the score. Okay. So even if we got to 18 nil, 24 nil, it was still everyone wanted to compete. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to be that guy that scored next or mm. good play the ball, great kick, whatever it was. So. Yeah. And what was this, What was the – was it the Top uh, Top Gun? Was that the theme? Yeah, Maverick, year? yeah. Maverick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Top Gun. Well, do you remember the speech or anything of that at the end or just <sighs> – I had so many now. You thought you'd like <laughs> to remember. <laughs> no. Hey? no, I don't remember the speech, man. Um, I just remember getting the aviators and – um, we had little aeroplanes too, little toy aeroplanes that yeah. we carried with us to the game. What was your flight of name? For, uh, your pilot name? Sensei. <laughs> I got Sensei. <laughs> Why'd you get Sensei? 
because uh, I'm usually I was like the like a role model for some of these young guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for them. <laughs> Unfortunately for them. <laughs> no, yeah. So okay, and so you also you signed with the Tigers this year. Why? Why the Tigers? What other were there any other clubs interested? Could have you stayed? Could you not stayed? What was the whole deal with that? No, uh, so Penrith couldn't offer over a certain amount for mm. a hooker. Um, so it wasn't like there was any bad blood or they just didn't want to sign me. So I knew that I had to leave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the same with getting me there. Like it was all very respectful, so quick and professional. Same with leaving. Mm. Ivan sat me down, told me everything, gave me all the info. So I knew that I wasn't going to be able to stay no matter what. Yeah, okay. So for me to then go and move... So it was pretty easy for me to then, sorry, move on. Mm. <clears throat> so I think I had the Tigers and maybe Dolphins and Dogs. No, it wasn't Dogs. I can't remember. I don't have a great memory. Remember I said I used to get knocked <laughs> out a lot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you live in the now as well. Yeah, it's, it's coming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I had Tigers and I think someone else. But I knew I just wanted to stay in Sydney. Yeah. Parents were getting older. Mm. Um, I got two young girls and... Um, for my mum especially, she's all about her grandkids, man. Yeah, she's okay. like, she just loves awesome. it, all the family stuff. So um, didn't want to move away from her. And mm. I supported this team when I was growing up. So for me, it was like pretty easy. I know they were having a hard time. Yeah, I've said this before too. I didn't think it was going to be that hard. Yeah. Okay, you know, I just thought some teams at the bottom and then they get up. You know, they off the bottom. Yeah. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're off the bottom. <laughs> it's, that's it. Um, but yeah, so um, that's sort of why I chose to, to go. Tigers. There. And what about getting like the captaincy? To think that this young kid that liked the Tigers growing up, you would captain the club. Bro, I yeah, I did not see it coming at all. I think we had World Cup um, before, so after twenty twenty two, we had World Cup. So I didn't even get back to training until January. Yeah. Wow. Well. Um, and then yeah, I think I got the captaincy maybe it was two weeks in, three mm. weeks in. Yeah. So they put a vote forward. The team and the coaches all voted. Yeah. And then I ended up getting the captaincy. So yeah, it was. Um, what, what's it like being like captain of a club that you know you're in the media a lot, you know, and you've got to be really careful about what you do or you don't say because they you know they're looking for something. Mm. Is it hard or you, do you just? What have you learned the most about yourself through this you know last year? Oh, bro. Um, I think that I've learnt that I actually have the ability that I can carry the responsibility of being a captain because mm. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I just thought you got given captain, you do a few promos here and there, <laughs> yeah. and obviously you got to captain the boys. So yeah, you got to speak. Like I've seen captains do it, but yeah, bro, some of the things that you got to deal with, like off the field, and mm. I'm not sure if it's like that at every club. Yeah, but I was just like, bro, this is crazy, and I felt like I was getting better. The more responsibility that ended up getting put on me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like thriving, felt mad, playing good footy. I was like, yeah. I felt like I was playing decent footy for what I was was capable of anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. It was it was actually a great experience, you know. So. And what's the plan with uh, Benji going forward? Like, what you know? I'm sure you would have spoken to him now. What's the kind of direction you want to head in? Bro, he's he's actually had a really clear vision since the start, which is um, awesome. But I think. People don't realise about him too. He's actually really structured. Yeah. Okay. Like when he used to play, he used to have like everything was there, like ready for him to go so that when he needed to or when he saw something, then he could just pull the trigger and it was, it was game over. Yeah, okay. So, um, which is, I think we're going to do, like it's going to benefit us a lot as a team. Yeah. You know? um, 
Shane Z really wanted to play footy, um, that sort of, you know, lavish style of footy, but it just didn't work for us. And mm. I think with Benji there, he's going to be like much more structured yep. early on, kick long, work hard and, yeah. you know, get that fitness. He's already flogging the boys yeah. day one, so. It's good um, to hear. It is it's good, good to hear. I mean, makes me feel good about myself that other people are going through the pain that I went through. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, <laughs> um, mate. Uh, thank you so much for going on. For, uh, before you go, though, ask all the boys his favorite rapper of all time. My favorite rapper yeah. of all time, Nas. Nas. Yeah. Okay. All right. He knows his hip hop. No, mate. I actually don't know. <laughs> 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 my, mom, my mate Starlo always argues with people saying that Nas is number one or something. So okay, so I just you threw just that name Nas. out there. I'm, I, don't, I don't listen to rap. Sorry, lad. Yeah. It's a good answer, bro. It's a good answer. Yeah, I hope he's up there. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time? Oh, Shooter. Sh- oh, Mark Shooter. Wahlberg. Yeah, no, okay. That and um, uh, Shank. Shawshank Redemption? My man. Yeah, everyone says that. Everyone says that. What about, have you seen Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg? I might have. but It's a gun. If you haven't, watch it. Gun. It's a true story too. Ooh. Lone Survivor. Mate, it's mad if you haven't seen it. You've got to watch it. Lone Survivor. Brother, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, massive, massive good luck for the next season. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Done.